0: All right. Welcome, everybody, to uh, the daily podcast. Morning prayer. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 today. Um, yeah, just kind of cracking open the book of 1 Corinthians yesterday. Uh, and so today we move on to chapter 2. Just 16 verses in chapter 2. Um, so we'll see if that um, makes it any shorter. <laughs> um, so... All right, you guys, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So let's read. Let's read, see what, see what the Lord is going to show us in his word today. Yesterday was awesome. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are being saved is the power of God. We talked about that yesterday. That was awesome. So Paul's continuing on that sort of same line of reasoning. Remember, there were those who thought... uh perhaps criticized Paul or critical of Paul for not being as eloquent of a preacher as some uh, others were. And in a culture that sort of um, celebrated and elevated uh, those who were rhetoricians, those who were good with rhetoric, um, that was sort of a strike against Paul in their eyes. But Paul's like, I didn't come to you trying to be all fancy. Like me, like I just try to be fancy. That's what people always say. Terry's trying to always try to be so fancy. Said no one ever. (laughs) Oh Terry, you got your hat on straight. You trying to be all fancy? Oh, yeah, I'm trying to show off today. All right. Chapter two. Here we go. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, remember Paul got a long history with Corinth. Way back in uh AD 50, Acts chapter 16, 18, somewhere in there. Uh, Paul has first starts the church in Corinth. So he's got a long, he's got a long history with them. Um when I came to you I did not come to come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. I wasn't trying to be a re- rhetorician. I wasn't trying to be some master of philosophy. I was trying to be a preacher. I'm trying to tell you what Jesus did. Good morning Mr. Lucy, good morning Brenda. Good morning Bob and Linda, Christine. Welcome everybody. I wasn't trying to come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing among you, nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That was my singular message. I'm not trying to be all fancy. Had my hat on straight, didn't have it on backwards. I resolved to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The message of the gospel. I came to you in weakness and with great fear and trembling. He was nervous. That's how it is when you you know you preach, get You're nervous, y'all You're trembling. And Paul going to a new community, he was nervous. I like, mean, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to be eloquent. I wasn't trying to impress anybody and tell you the truth. I was scared. I was fear with trembling. Verse 4, my message and my preaching were not with wise or persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on the power of God. I love that verse, too. I'll be honest with you. I love that verse. So Paul's saying my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. Now, what he's not saying is that our preaching shouldn't be persuasive. I mean, there are plenty of examples in uh, the writings of Paul where his writings were persuasive. The book of Romans, it's one big long argument. Very logical, argumentative. It's persuade, it's intended to be persuasive. But he's saying that's not where that's not where my hope resides. My hope doesn't reside. My my confidence doesn't reside on my ability to persuade someone to become a Christian. And that's I and mean, that should be a big relief to us. I do love all the verses. You're right. Um, <laughs> um, it should be a great uh, comfort for us that we, at the end of the day, our confidence doesn't rest on our ability to con- to convince other people of Jesus. Although we try to, of course, we try to with our lives and with what we say, the way we behave and the way we treat other people. And with the presentation of the gospel, we try to persuade people to, to believe in Jesus but at the end of the day that's not what our hope our, our hope is not based on our ability to do that it's based on what power of God you you and I we cannot make anyone a Christian you can't you can you can argue someone into an agreement with you about uh, the inspiration of scripture you can argue you can you can argue with someone and convince them of uh, uh creationism you can uh spend some time and argue with someone um about the validity of the virgin birth or the resurrection of jesus you can argue 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 all that and they may be may be persuaded you know what you got a good point that doesn't make them a christian it's an act of the faith it's an act of faith it's a miracle it's what this holy spirit does in someone's heart where they put their trust in jesus so while we do those things that may make it easier or make it more uh, tenable for them to do, our faith and confidence doesn't rest on our ability, our human wisdom, our human ability to persuade. Because some people, good argument, man. Yeah, pretty good argument. Some people, good at arguing. Like toddlers, they good at arguing. The little rascals, little toddler, little three-year-olds even. Ooh, they good at arguing. Why? Why, Mom? Why, Daddy? Yeah, I know, but why? Why can't I? I don't, just because I said so. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. We're reading the, the Holy Word of God. We're being inspired by it. That's what we're doing on this rainy day. Rainy day outside, but we, uh, you know, rain brings growth. So what? we growing. We're growing right now. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. All right. Verse six. We do, however, what we do do. Oh, wait, yeah, I said doo-doo. Excuse me. Sorry. It's too early for that. What we, uh, <laughs> verse 6, we don't rely on human wisdom, but watch, watch what we do. Verse 6, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the church mature. Now, don't make any mistake. What we're speaking is not unwise. Oh, it's wise. What we do speak, What we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age. We ain't trying to, we ain't trying to be wise in this age. We're trying to impress this age. We're trying to preach the wisdom of God. He says, um, "We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing." And there's a lot. Of, ooh, look, look! It's tempting sometimes to try to try to be wise in the world's eyes. Now I'm not trying to say we we don't be we can't we we shouldn't be relevant and try to make the gospel understandable. Of course we've got to do that, but there's also a temptation to try to you know try to bury the gospel in an effort to seem um, a little more palatable to the world, so they can they can accept it. So it's a little easier. So it's a little little softer we want to sound wise to people we don't we don't want we don't want to we don't want to you know make make our we don't want to to uh, offend their uh their wisdom paul says i didn't come to you with eloquence or wise or persuasive words of human wisdom but i came to you with a demonstration of the spirit's power did i mention i like that verse did i mention that verse 7 no this is what we do we don't try to impress the rulers of this age but here we know we declare god's wisdom we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden, and that God destined for our glory before time began. What's it talking about? The gospel, that God saves the world through Jesus. That whole story, death, resurrection, uh, our crucifixion, resurrection, ascension. How Jesus saves us. We declare that, that mystery that was hidden and God destined for our glory before time began. We've been so fortunate to be the ones who live now and be able to proclaim that message. God destined that we would be here at that time to proclaim this glorious message. And so are we. Verse eight, none of the rulers of this age understood it. Nobody got it. Why would we, why would we try to peddle to their, their, um, uh, their understandings of wisdom when it's when through their wisdom, they never got to the gospel. No. We're not going to speak in the human. We're going to speak the gospel, God's wisdom. No one of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord, Lord of glory. If they would have seen it, they would have never crucified Jesus. So they didn't see it. That's what human wisdom did. You know what? You know what? You know what human wisdom did. Paul saying, "Look, this is where this is what human wisdom will get you. Human wisdom will crucify the Lord of glory." Because Paul just said in the last chapter that God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. It pleased God to choose the lowly things, the despised things, the things that are not to shame, to quiet the strong and the proud. Why? So that no one may boast in his presence. He said, none of the rulers of this age understood it. They didn't understand the gospel. They didn't understand what God was up to in Jesus. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. It's going to get better, y'all. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. These last, these last This last half of this chapter is gold, man. I'm telling you. The last half of this chapter is gold. However, so the, the rulers of this age, they, cruci- they, they didn't see what God was doing. And that just means un- the unsaved. They didn't see. The wise of this world, the scholars the intelligent the strong the people in the know the people with all the letters they didn't get it so they crucified the lord of glory verse 9 however as it is written what no eye has seen what no ear has heard what no human mind has conceived the things got the things god has prepared for those who love him now we often we often use this verse to talk about heaven it's not about heaven. We use this verse. No eye has seen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. What the Lord has prepared for us in glory. woo. That's true, but that ain't what that verse is talking about. <laughs> ain't no eye seen. Ain't no ear heard. What Lord has prepared for those who love him. Mm, mm, preach about heaven, brother. Ain't about heaven. That verse ain't about heaven. Ain't about heaven. Is it true that God has prepared things in heaven that we can't even imagine? Yes, that's true. That verse ain't about that, though. His verse ain't about that. Watch what watch. Because Paul's about to say, but it has been revealed to us. Watch this. Watch this. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for them who love him. These things that, that these are the things God has revealed to us by the Spirit. Paul saying, uh, "The thing that no eye has seen, the thing that no ear has heard, the thing that no one could have imagined, God has now revealed to us by His Holy Spirit, right now in the present time. It's not about heaven. There's great things in heaven. We have no idea. Glory in heaven that we don't have. No, we can't even imagine. But this verse isn't about that. It's saying the mystery of the gospel." The thing that no eye had seen, no ear had heard, what God was up to, no one could imagine. But God through his Holy Spirit has revealed it to you. Woo. That's awesome. Verse 10. Welcome everybody. Daily podcast. Luke or uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows, now he's going to use an example of a person. He's going to use an example of a person and then apply it to the body of Christ. Watch this. Watch this. You ready for fire? You ready for fire? If you're ready for fire, let's continue on. Watch this. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit? Who knows your thoughts better than you? Nobody. Who knows, How do you know your, your spirit? Who, know, who knows your thoughts better? Your spirit knows. My spirit knows me better than anybody else, right? No one knows it like so. Who for who knows a person's thoughts except his their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Watch where he's going. Watch where he's going. He's saying, look, just like in your human body, no one knows you better than your own spirit. You your spirit knows you in the same way. What knows God better than? What is the, what knows God better than anything? God's Holy Spirit. Watch, watch. Uh, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. We have received the Spirit of God. Who knows God better than anything? The Spirit of God. Guess what we received? The Spirit of God. Hmm. You feel that? Man, do you feel that? But the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. God is revealing to us what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived. Those things that were God has prepared in advance for us, the Holy Spirit that knows God better than anybody has been given to you. I'm about to come out of this seat, y'all. I'm about to come out of this seat. Mm, mm, mm. Been freely given to you. Verse 13. This is what we speak. This is what we're talking about. Not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit. We're not talking out of the flesh. We're talking about the spirit, the spirit that God has given to us, the spirit that knows God better than anybody has been given to us. That's what we're speaking from. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. They can't. They don't get it. They would have crucified. the. They did, and they would have crucified the Lord of glory. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they're discerned only through the spirit. See, some people, some, look, look. some people logging on right now, they look into this and they're like, but Terry, Terry is crazy i don't know what he's talking about spirit what eyes haven't seen what ears ain't? i don't even know what you're talking about that boy is foolish now you might be right you probably are right i'm probably foolish but i want to tell you the reason you don't understand it is because the spirit of god is not in you that's what that's what paul's saying the reason the things of the spirit are not discerned is because they it's because people who do not have the Holy Spirit, the natural human being, the fleshly person does not have the doesn't who does not have the Holy Spirit will never get it. But those who do have the Spirit of God in them, the same, the Spirit that knows God better than anyone, you get it. Now you still may agree with them that Terry crazy. <laughs> and I won't argue with you. <laughs> I won't argue with you. <laughs> But the spiritual things are spiritually discerned. So he says, 13, this is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirits taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments for who has known watch this watch this this is the slam dunk who how can we possibly know the mind of god how can we know the mind of god so he says who who has known the mind of the lord so as to instruct him but how do we know the mind of the lord we have the mind of christ That's how we know the Lord, because he gives us the mind of Christ through the Holy Spirit. What? You have the mind of Christ. Why? Because you have the Spirit of God. If you have the Holy Spirit, if you've believed in Jesus and you've received his Holy Spirit, you have the Spirit of God. You have the mind of Christ. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what has not even come to the thought of man, you know. Because God has revealed it to you through his Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, you guys, you know we do. We pray now. Whoo. Man, I don't know about you. I know where you're sitting, but the Holy Spirit all up in here right now. (laughs) He all up in here. Man. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Man, that's good news. All right, you guys. Hey, we did finish a little earlier. So, you know, hey, maybe maybe a little shorter today. Let's pray, guys. Thank you guys for being on. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for wow. I mean, I just want to, Holy Spirit, thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming into our lives and revealing to us the things that we would have never gotten through human wisdom. The salvation, the love, the grace, the, the goodness of God that you've made known to us because you embrace. Im- you, uh, you live in us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have made known to us things that have been hidden. The treasures and the richness of riches of God's grace, Lord, you've made known to us through your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. God, help us to be like Paul, that we don't try to persuade with human wisdom or eloquence but with a demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. Lord, help us to be obedient to you and to listen to you and to disclose and to reveal to others the mysteries of God that you revealed to us, which is finally Jesus. The gospel, that it, the good news of salvation that comes through his name, the life and abundant life that is possible through him. Lord, I pray for each of my friends today to be filled with the Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray that we would all just agree right now to open our hearts. Holy Spirit, fill us. Holy Spirit, fill us to overflowing today. Fill our minds with the mind of Christ and reveal to us his goodness, his character, his grace, his glory. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray your blessing upon each and every person here today, whatever specific needs they have, may you bring uh, the grace and power uh, to bear in that situation uh, so that they may be more than conquerors. Lord, for those who are sick, I pray that you would raise them up. God, I pray that you would keep uh, the well healthy and protected. And uh, Lord, we love you and thank you for the goodness of God that you've displayed to us in the cross and have given us a glimpse of again here this morning in our morning prayer. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. That was fire, man. I'm telling you what. That chapter two was just explosive. So good. So good. Hope you guys have a fantastic day today. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Spending some time in God's word. We read, we pray. Let's go change the world, man. Now that we're filled with the Spirit, let's go change the world. Let's go love like Jesus did. Let's go share the good news of the gospel with power, with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast.